0: Hello and welcome to Me. I'm Heather and I'm Kathleen and this week we are covering Untold Malice at the Palace which was released August 10th 2021 so just a couple weeks ago. This was the first part of what's going to be a five-part series of sport documentaries so we may do another one.
1: Yeah I... I got to say, like, for knowing absolutely zero about basketball, I did enjoy this one. It's like, I can name some players and yeah. teams. I, I, yeah. That's about it. Handful of teams. I can tell you that
0: there's a ball. I don't know. I just... I, I knew who three out of the four people were. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know shit about basketball. I've never watched an entire NBA game. I... I have also
1: never really watched an entire NBA game until my kid got really into basketball and I still like despite her playing four seasons I mm-hmm. do not know anything like I literally am always like wait why is that a foul <laughs> why is that
0: not a foul and I was shocked cause I was like Shirley you know about basketball rules <laughs> no I do not it's embarrassing <laughs> so we start with november 19th 2004. it says there was an incident between players and fans at an nba game just a small incident so small that this is the first time the raw footage has ever been shown to the public yeah no big deal just a little little happening just a little i was like why did they just say there was an incident like So, a couple of the athletes involved with this include Jermaine O'Neal, Ron Artest, Reggie Miller, and Steven Jackson. And at first, I got Reggie Miller confused with Oliver Miller. And I was like, whoa, this is going to be really exciting. He's a criminal. (laughs) Not the same guy. That guy's super fat. (laughs) Potato, potato. (laughs) Jermaine O'Neal, at just 17 years of age, was selected by the Portland Trail Blazers with the 17th overall pick and played his pers- first professional game at 18. I was really pulling for him. That's like, that insane. Is amazing. At the time, he was the youngest player to ever play in an NBA game. And now they're just like, picking him <laughs> right out of like, high school. Well, they can't do that anymore. Uh, starting with the 2006 draft, they changed it to where you have to be at 19 and at least one year out of high school so now there's guys that will just go play professionally in in another country or lower level league trailblazers basically paid him a bunch of money to sit and do nothing so he has to be traded which they eventually did in 2000 to the indiana pacers ron artest played college basketball at st john's university from 1997 to 1999 and majored in mathematics which you wouldn't think that scene. It's surprising. Couch. He's yeah. really into math. Interesting. Yeah, because in this he's wearing just a regular basketball jersey, just sitting on his couch while like you have Jermaine O'Neal looking like he's going to Wall Street with that suit. Yeah, he, he was
1: he was real smart looking. I definitely I was really pulling for Jermaine to like really make his dream come true. <laughs>
0: So Ron Artest was selected by the Chicago Bulls with the 16th pick of the 1999 NBA Draft. Midway through the 2001-02 season, Artest was traded by Chicago to the Indiana Pacers. Reggie Miller was born with hip deformities, but after a few years of continuously wearing braces on both his legs, his leg strength grew enough to compensate compensate enough to be a legend in indiana yeah seriously that's quite a compensation so he attended the university of california ucla where he received a degree in history also (laughs) a very big surprise and as of 2009 miller still holds the ucla single season records for most league points highest league scoring average and most free throws wow that's insane he also holds several individual game records. So hip deformities are not stopping this dude. <laughs> like, that's crazy. He was selected by the Pacers with the 11th pick in the first round of the 1987 NBA Draft. On May 7th, 1995, Miller scored 8 points in 8.9 seconds. Jeez. That's insane. Yeah, that's fucking... Like, And I gotta
1: say, like, when they're, like, showing all the film footage of like just them making I'm just like oh my god (laughs) like first of all you don't get that at like sixth grade basketball that's true like (laughs) just that's not what happens and these guys obviously are like
0: fucking seven feet tall yeah I'm just jealous they're taller than five and a half feet yeah i'd kill
1: for that seriously like they're so fucking tall yeah and like oh man like just you know compared to 11 year old girls obviously they're
0: (laughs) as if reggie miller couldn't be as great you know he was on the 1996 men's olympic basketball team which went on to win gold so he's got a gold medal yeah he's (laughs) the man's a legend Steven Jackson was selected 42nd overall in the 1997 NBA draft by the Phoenix Suns, yet did not play as he was waived by the team on October 30th. So he went on to play in a couple of other leagues before he was picked up by New Jersey Nets. So he ended up not even playing an NBA game until the 2001 season. He was drafted in 97. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a long time to... Yeah, yeah. 2001 to 2003, played with San Antonio Spurs, where he picked up a championship in 2003. Not too bad. Yeah. The next season, he played with Atlanta Hawks and then was traded to the Pacers. So he was brand new to this team, and he definitely proved his support to his teammates. Yeah, he was ride or
1: die, man.
0: (laughs) Also, tell me why this guy was in his mid-20s and already looked like he was in his 40s. It, it was fucking weird. Like, he looks better now than when he was in his 20s.
1: I call it the 90s phenomenon. <laughs> like, when you're watching old episodes of Unsolved Mysteries mm-hmm. and, like, they're showing all these people from, like, 1990 or whatever, and you're yeah. like no way they're younger than me they've yeah. got
0: to be like 50 or 60 when like they look 30 and they're like here's their wedding photo when they were 17 and it's like no yeah exactly <laughs> and it just it's something about the the past ages you <laughs> I don't know and then I really need to get this out Ron Artest, Ron Artest should have a bigger head Like, his head seems too small for his body. It really bothered me. And he very clearly has bipolar.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot more could have been done. uh, Why would you put so many, like, potential hotheads together? (laughs) Because that's how you get a
0: championship. (laughs) I was like, I'm not an expert, but I've lived with bipolar for 20 years. And the things he talked about doing, I was like, holy shit, he sounds like me. He skipped on practice by saying he had a death in the family and then went to an award (laughs) show to present an award. Which (laughs) I I get that because I needed new tires on a car and figured it was smarter to just buy a brand new car. So I understand that thinking.
1: Yeah, he just, he wanted to get away. And so he's just (laughs) like, you know, grandma died. And then didn't think about the fact that they would see him presenting
0: the award and know he lied. I don't even know, did anybody actually die? That was my thing.
1: No, he just (laughs) lied. Nobody died. He just
0: lied so that he could go present this award just because he wanted time away. So I always thought this happened during a playoff game, the way they were acting. But no, the season started on November 2nd, and this occurred on November 19th. So it's still like the very beginning of this season. Oh wow. They went into the season thinking they were definitely going to be the champion team this e- this year and
1: yeah, they three were definitely weeks,
0: those hopes were dashed. They
1: had so much potential too. Like they were definitely like they said the best team in the yeah. nba
0: like they were working all together really easily and
1: yeah they just, just they meshed well like mm-hmm. it was going extremely well obviously like Ron Artest was having some issues where he like didn't want to focus on the nba
0: as much but he had a rap album to work on but
1: after that he was going to focus
0: on Do you the know NBA? how many nba players have rap albums <laughs> It's
1: insane. Probably too many to count. You have to have, you cannot be a pro basketball player for your entire life, okay?
0: You, You retire at what, 40? What are we talking about? Hulk Hogan has his own CD out there you could find.
1: I feel like if you have any kind of career in anything, you can eventually have your own album.
0: Uh, as great as this documentary is and I highly recommend it. It really doesn't get into as much as it could have. So for some of it, I had to go to Wikipedia. I personally would like to ask about that first
1: foul that they showed against Ron Artest, like that was not in this game, obviously. Yeah. Like, first of all, obviously, knowing nothing about basketball, I was like, what the hell, man? How is that a foul? That guy was charging at him and he just put his arm up. Yeah, that was... But apparently, you're not allowed to do that. And I don't
0: think he even, it was just like a reflex kind of thing. The dude
1: was literally charging at him. Yeah. And he just like put his arm up, and the guy like flew back very dramatically, <laughs> which I
0: loved.
1: <laughs> and, you know, he got a foul against him and it like pissed him off. And I think he started a fight or something. I don't know. It just, know. that was one of the first that I was just like, I really
0: don't know anything about
1: basketball. <laughs>
0: But if you tell me some of them that have committed crimes, I know that. But any of the like good players, no idea.
1: Yeah, if you've murdered someone, totally <laughs> totally know you.
0: But uh, The Pacers Piston Brawl, or the Malice at the Palace, occurred during a game between the Indian Pacers and the defending champion Detroit, Detroit, Detroit <laughs> Pistons on Friday, November nineteenth, two 2004, at the Palace in Auburn H- Hills, Michigan. So this was on a Friday, so there's going to be probably more people there. Well,
1: and the guy even said, like, you know, they didn't have to work the next day. Yeah. Like, people were there to have a good time.
0: Yeah. Reggie Miller isn't in the game because he broke his finger, which I think he kind of got the better end of it. Yeah. He but he seemed really to, like a up. guy who was more... Well, He I mean, could keep calm. He wouldn't just...
1: Well, he was mature. He was, you know, th- that was going to be his this has last been the chance only team
0: he's been with
1: well and it was going to be it was, so you know he's his, definitely a leader yeah he was more of like the father figure kind yeah. of like he was older he was like aging out of the nba they wanted to win the championship for him cuz it was going to be like the last one and yeah i mean he got lucky in the fact that like he wasn't heavily involved <laughs> And also, I love that he was wearing a suit and everything,
0: so it was just like everyone, you know, was thrown off. <laughs> the Pacers are leading 97-82, to 82, which even I know that's insane, and there's 45.9 seconds left in the game. Pistons, Ben Wallace attempted a layup shot but was fouled from behind by Ron Artest, so Wallace gets pissed and shoves Artest, and I mean fucking shoves him. He went far well and so he fouled him. it was a very deliberate foul
1: too yeah. like he was like the game is over now's my chance I'm gonna fucking fuck with him yeah and that's what really is like just oh my god can we not just play basketball here like but he shoved him so hard he did he did it was all very intentional it was not like a like oh we're playing basketball and like I got a little yeah. bit too no like it was it
0: was deliberate so this leads to a fight between the teams after the fight's basically over because it doesn't last long. I no, mean, because they like know they each said,
1: other. yeah, like they said, they know each other. They've all played with like different teams before. And like you kind of see that like, you know, when you're getting traded around so much, like you're going to have experience with other guys yeah. and you may play against them in the future. And like you're still going to be
0: friends. Yeah. So yeah, the fight's basically over. Artes goes and lays on the scores table like a fucking wrestler. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> he just lays out to calm himself down because he's been going through therapy, and the therapist tells him, you know, just walk away, count to five, so you can get your head straight. So he's. I don't think she meant like lay on no, the table, but you know, but you do you. He he was known to like just lay down to kind of calm himself down. I don't know about the table, but.
1: I feel like his therapist should have been, like, there at the game with him.
0: <laughs> she needs to be, like... Yeah.
1: Like I mean, she was traveling Within with,
0: eye distance at all times. She was traveling...
1: Well, I say she, but, like, I don't know that it wasn't a he. But, like, the therapist, they, were traveling with the team. So, why were they not at the game? I don't know. Courtside.
0: But this On the leads bench. to some asshole in the stand who decides to throw a drink, which hits him in the fucking head. And he runs up into the stands
1: yeah it was like split second he is in the stands and, so, and
0: on i don't know what was in the cup i have read online that it was soda and then they said beer or was it the other way around i think it was beer but they i don't said know beer. i think i read diet coke so i does anybody either know way what it actually either is? way
1: hit him in the fucking head and it's gonna be sticky and like that is so so fucking disrespectful yes. like i'm a fucking f- woman and i've never fought in my life but if someone threw a fucking soda or a beer at my head yeah you best believe i would be like up there beating fucking
0: ass yeah referees sub- subsequently called an end to the game without playing the remaining time so, side note is since the Pacers were just absolutely dominating, most ticket holders had left early because this is a Pistons home game. Most of the bottom rows now are filled with people filing down from higher seats. Regardless, there's at least less people in the stadium than there could have been.
1: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't packed anymore. Yeah.
0: When players get into scuffles all the time. You'll find that with any sport. But if this face, hadn't thrown a drink at our test it would have None been of done have like it
1: would have ended there would have been nothing else they to were talk about walking like...
0: away and they were just done with the fight and this asshole fucks it all up our test was following his therapist advice to just walk away from a situation give yourself time to think and, and then he gets
1: nailed in the face
0: basically what happened was when you're in an argument with your kid you guys calm down they're going to their room, and then you hear them su- mumble something under their breath. Yeah, and, and then you just you're get like pissed all over again, and <laughs> just like reignites the flame. <laughs> yeah. That was what that reminded me of. Yeah, just uh... so after the team fights, Ben Wallace is walking away, pissed off, throwing his sweatbands at our test, and then at the crowd, which this asshole took as "let's throw stuff at him."
1: Yeah, and I and I feel like they were, you know, again they. They weren't fighting like they were going to actually beat the shit out of each other. No. And, and it's just anger it was, just
0: explodes and then once yeah. it's out, then you're done. You it was away. just more
1: like, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. like
0: pitiful, like throwing. And then this guy fucking throws a drink. And boy, oh boy, is Ron Artest fucking... Fast as shit, the way he jumped dude, off that he, table. Like, he didn't even climb steps up. It no, was just one He literally, <laughs> Yeah,
1: he was like over those fucking. Like, I can't even walk in stadium seating. And this man flies over he took, the like, chairs. Five steps at a time. It was, it, it was insane how fast so the
0: man moved. Fast. He actually goes past the dude who threw the drink and just starts punching some other random schmuck. Which, what is this guy's story? I want to I hear from him. Yes. And I want to know if he sued the guy who threw the drink. That's what I wanted to know. Because I fucking would have. Did they know each other or they just happened to be next I to each other? I hope they didn't know each other based on what the guy who threw the drink said. Yeah. So all these people now in the crowd are trying to fight our test, including the asshole who threw a drink. He's punching him in the back of the head. It's like, that's like, a dude, bitch you move. already got out of this. Why are you... Yeah. Just don't... Another drink's thrown into Ron Artest's face, so that's when Jackson starts in. So Artest and Jackson are beating the shit out of people while guys in suits and even piston players are trying to stop them. Yeah, it's just, like, a bunch of, like, <laughs> little old people who, like, are not built to fight off, yeah. like, six, eight... Now, notice I didn't say anything about security officers because no one knows where the hell they are.
1: I would have been hiding, too. (laughs) These dudes were massive.
0: It's starting to settle down, and Artest is making his way towards the locker room when these two idiots show up. Alvin A.J. (laughs) Shackelford and Charlie Haddad run onto the court. And I love how in this he goes by Charlie H. Like, you can't easily find his name on the Internet. (laughs) <laughs> mm, yeah
1: yeah and I like his little story about how like it was a lot of pushing and shoving and he don't know how he doesn't know how like how we he ended up, ended on, the up on the court no yeah. bitch you went
0: out there and you had your fist ready yeah dude come on Artes punched Shackelford in the face causing Haddad to intervene by pushing away Artes you're gonna you're this fat dude and you're gonna try to like fight off a basketball player <laughs> he was so big both fans fall over. So while Haddad was on the floor, Anthony Johnson, who I think was a uh, another Pacers player, struck him in the back of the head. And as Haddad stood up, Jermaine O'Neal comes out of nowhere <laughs> and punches him in the jaw after a running start while slipping in liquid and falling backwards, causing witnesses Scott Pollard, uh, ESPN Sideline reporter Jim Gray and Pistons executive Tom Wilson, not that Tom Wilson, <laughs> to briefly fear that O'Neal would kill Haddad. <laughs> O'Neal later claimed that Haddad had been asked to leave the arena earlier that night and was well known to security because of claims that he wanted to fight an NBA player in order to receive compensation.
1: Huh. That doesn't sound, you know, suspicious. Which
0: suspish. makes total sense because this idiot and his friend are wearing Pistons jerseys Walking off or walking with pissed off looks and clenched fists towards a pacer player who's already been assaulted by piston fans.
1: Yeah, like, I, I
0: didn't think I'd say this. I'm on Ron Artest's side. Absolutely. Honestly, the whole d-
1: fight, I'm on his <laughs> side. I am like he
0: had every right to hit these dudes coming at him like that. And just the smarmy way Haddad was talking about all of this, like I wanted to fucking punch him. Yeah, like He acted same. like a total ball. Like, well, I don't know how I ended up on the court. No, and,
1: bitch, you do. You yeah. walked on the court deliberately because you wanted a piece of the action. And you say that guy you was got a your- pussy or that guy was a bitch. Yeah, he was of- like, it's a bitch move. No,
0: you had bitch moves, <laughs> yeah. okay? You got your ass kicked. <laughs> now just sit down and let the adults talk. And I love when Miller said that the punch O'Neill threw on Haddad was the best misses. Uh, one of the best misses of Jermaine's career. Because, yeah, if he hadn't mm-hmm. slipped... He would have absolutely connected with that guy's fat face. <laughs> was he was scary. running to punch a man in the face. <laughs> yes, Our it test- would have been a murder. <laughs> yeah, Our test just looks like, dazed. It was kind of st- it was kind of scary the way he's looking at- around at the crowd, like he doesn't know where he is. It was kind of creepy. So we learned for this whole stadium, there's only three security guy guards. Which
1: seems, you know, This is enough. after 9-11,
0: though. <laughs> <It seems laughs> you would think it'd be like 30.
1: Yeah, thousands of people. Oh, it only
0: holds 22,000 people for basketball games. Three people yeah. shouldn't be fine. Yeah,
1: totally. Everyone drinking. Mm.
0: Oh, my God. That's insane.
1: And I don't think they had like a limit on how much you could drink either.
0: No, at the time they did not. Yes, yeah, so. <laughs> they sounds sounds tried, okay. They tried to later say that they weren't prepared for players to enter the stand because... That's the problem.
1: Not to mention, like, how many times have we had, like, fans riot on their own without the players? (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, you weren't prepared for a fight to break out? Yeah.
0: A cop almost maces Artest and Reggie Miller because... Reggie Miller was trying to protect our test and this cop's freaking out screaming in their faces waving that mace. He was like get around. off the court
1: and he's just like how the fuck do you not know who Reggie
0: Miller is? Yeah. like He's like this guy in a suit. It's like Oh, a guy in a super expensive suit around this basketball player? You don't think maybe he has a connection with the team? Yeah. Who is in the crowd wearing that expensive suit? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Just like, do you not know where you are? Like, even if you don't know who Reggie Miller is, you have to assume... That this guy is somehow connected with basketball. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know that's...
1: shit about any people, but, like, <laughs> I would at least recognize the situation and be like, oh, oh guy in a super suit. super tall guy that's, in a suit. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a basketball kind of thing to do.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, none of that matters because the three cops are just on the court yelling at players, completely ignoring the crowd of people. Yeah, they
1: wanted, they thought that once they got the basketball players back in the locker rooms that it
0: would just die out.
1: I'm like, mm, I don't. I don't think so. No. 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 no.
0: So the team basically has to protect and rush Artest into the locker room because the crowd is just raining down drinks and food on him, which that stuff's not cheap. Why are you wasting that? I would have been pissed if someone threw my drink. (laughs) Which reminds me of a video
1: I saw recently where some fucking bitch threw a drink and like literally wasn't even her drink and started a fight.
0: Oh my God. That's a bitch move. It is. It really is. (laughs) Charlie Haddad is talking to the media, saying his face is broken and he needs x-rays, which can you even talk if your face is broken? Hmm. Sounds on par with his whole, I want (laughs) to get in a fight with an NBA player and sue them. Fuck that guy. The crowd is still flipping out and fighting and some guy throws a fucking chair. He almost hit Jermaine O'Neal, ended up hitting that old dude. Yeah, he hit two people. I just remember that old dude and I was like, dude, shit's going down. Why are you still here? there was like footage of like a kid crying and I'm like why are you still
1: in the stands
0: that was another thing I was like how many of the players kids were there because it's a Friday night why wouldn't you just bring your kid in for a home game oh yeah no definitely that's terrifying so after all this happens the media picks it up and shows their racist stripes by referring to the players as thugs Not blaming the crowd. Let's blame the players. Yeah, let's talk about the guy who started it all. Yeah, because oh, you mean the white guy? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, this this has nothing to do with like NBA players thinking they can get away with everything, or you know, beating their wives, or that's any doing drugs. Yeah, like Like this isn't this isn't like an athlete thing or any of that. This is about like you. As a fan, do not have the right to do what you want just because, like, you think you're you paid. Pay to be there. Yeah. yeah that's... No, that's not how it works. Just, like, if you hire a sex worker, you don't get to do whatever yeah. you want to her. She's still a person. Like,
0: no. It's disgusting. That's, like, the people who think college athletes shouldn't be paid when they could blow out their knee at any moment and just be kicked out of college.
1: Yeah. Like, it's... it's just, I don't think that you know how any of this works. No. Like, that's
0: not... At all how it works. Not to mention hockey, the highly white sport, gets away with players fighting all the time, but not with basketball. So basically, black people should know their place when it comes to sports. Yeah. Otherwise, they're thugs. Cool. Please. Let's just ignore the fact that this was all started by a fan in the crowd and not a player.
1: Right. And uh, he absolutely had the right to defend himself. Like, if If someone throws a drink at me, I'm absolutely going to go after them. Yeah. Because... It's fucking disrespectful. Like,
0: this Not man just pay- two guys coming at him, and he punches them, fights them. Like, yeah. God. Like again, like you said, you're they coming onto footage. like my home turf. Aggressive. You look like
1: you're ready to fight. Like I'm going to defend myself.
0: I'm already getting attacked by people. <laughs>
1: like, Seriously, he's having stuff thrown at him. Like he was well within his rights, and I feel like the fans all at fault here.
0: Yeah. After the game, the NBA suspended nine players for a total of 146 games leading to players losing $11 million in salary. Five players were charged with assault and eventually sentenced to a year of probation and community service. Five fans also faced assault charges and were banned from attending Piston home games for life. The fight also led to the NBA to increase security between players and fans and limit the sale of alcohol at games. <laughs> just real smart move, just a little too late. <laughs> November 20th, 2004, the NBA suspended Artes, Jackson, O'Neal, and Ben Wallace, who was a Pistons player, indefinitely, saying that their actions were shocking, repulsive, and inexcusable. Mm, That's a little extreme. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Have you never been in a fight? <laughs> Don't you wish the NFL would handle things that so
1: <laughs> Yeah. Like, it just-
0: Oh, you got into a drunk driving accident and killed a teammate and went to prison? Well, when you get out, you can play for the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, I just...
0: <laughs> like, we want to talk about,
1: like, getting away with stuff. This was, this was like, a fight started because of something that should never have been allowed to happen. And... Nobody died. Nobody died. <laughs> and I feel that you should probably be more defensive of your players and protect them. Yeah. I don't know, maybe, like, keep them
0: safe. Yeah. Especially if you don't want one of them to seriously get hurt, not be able to play, because then you're losing out on some money. The following day, the NBA announced that nine players would be suspended for a total of what eventually became 146 games, 137 games for Pacer players, and nine games for Pistons. That seems crazy. Yeah. Our test was given the longest suspension by being suspended for the remainder of the season that just started. yes, <laughs> he missed a lot of games. Which is crazy, because he started off that season wanting to take time off. And I was like, well, he you got got that time <laughs> that you wanted. didn't mean to. But, but he took
1: everyone else out with him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was gone for 86 total games, 73 regular season, and 13 playoff games. <sighs> that sucks. Yeah. It was the longest suspension for an on-court incident in NBA history. So, hey, using the history books. Just not for something you want. <laughs> the player suspended also lost in... Am I just repeating? Yeah. So, they lost uh, excess of $11 million salary due to the suspensions, with Artest alone losing almost $5 million. Jeez. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he seems fine now, but... <laughs> Well, I mean, a federal arbitrator upheld the full length of all the suspensions except for that of O'Neal, which was reduced to fifteen games. So he went from like being suspended indefinitely to like just the season to just fifteen games,
1: which I think is fair. I mean, but at the same time, they all should have been like fifteen
0: games. That's yeah.
1: I I feel like. None of them should have been punished as harshly as they were.
0: Well, you got to punish them a little bit for PR, but <laughs> yeah, an mm-hmm. entire season is crazy. excessive. Auburn Hills police obtained videotapes of media coverage of the fight. John Green, the drink thrower, was identified by the county prosecutor who had been his neighbor.
1: Yeah, didn't I he say he was like dating that.
0: his neighbor? Yeah. And he was like,
1: Oh, I know this guy. You gotta
0: find this guy. Oh, wait, I know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just real convenient. And he acted so cocky about it. Like he was proud that he caused all this. How did you feel when Artest punched the other guy? And he said, Relief. He goes, yeah. Fuck yourself. Fucking asshole. He's literally watching
1: this guy get the shit beat out of him by a fucking NBA player. yeah, And he's relieved
0: because he started it all and he's getting zero repercussions. God. On November 30th, Palace Sports and Entertainment, the owner of the Pistons, banned Green and Haddad from attending any event at the Palace, revoked their season tickets, and issued them refunds.
1: Would have kept their money. Yeah.
0: Like, uh, yeah, you fuck something up in here, we're just gonna keep it.
1: Yeah, the seat that got ripped out because of you. Like, we're going to keep your money because of the seat and all the fucking soda everywhere.
0: (laughs) Green had several previous criminal convictions, including including counterfeiting, carrying a concealed weapon, felony assault, and three drunken driving convictions, and was on court-ordered probation from a DUI conviction at the time of the brawl nice so he went to
1: prison right because <laughs> i feel like if
0: you have all those you know just start that much chaos maybe revoke probation yeah like um just a little prison you know a couple years uh december 8th 2004 five pacer players and five piston fans john ackerman john green bryant jackson william paulson and david wallace who was ben wallace's brother <laughs> he got involved into the fights oh, of course he did were charged with varying levels of assault and battery. O'Neill, who also threw an usher onto a scorer table while attempting to enter the stands, which, yeah, you can't do that. And Piston's fan-slash-spectator, Green, were said to singly, who was said to single-handedly incited the brawl by throwing a cup of liquid at Artes, which, yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> That's... They were charged with two counts, and Artest Harrison Jackson and Anthony Johnson were charged with one count each. Three of the fans, including David Wallace, received one count of the same charge, while Brian Jackson, who had prior criminal convictions, was charged with felony assault for throwing a chair which nearly hit O'Neal during the brawl. The chair that hit the old man. That's like who throws a fucking metal chair into a crowd? Animals! That's who! <laughs> Humans are (laughs) animals. You give them a little bit of room to be a fucking dick and they're going to take it. And then my favorite part. Meanwhile, Haddad and Shackelford were charged with trespassing. (laughs) (laughs) All the fans involved were banned from attending Piston home games. Good. On March 29, 2005, Brian Jackson pled no guilty, no guilty, (laughs) no contest to a felony assault charge for throwing the chair and on May 3rd, 2005, he was sentenced to two years probation in order to pay $6,000 in restitution. David Wallace was also convicted and sentenced to one year of probation and community service for punching Pacers guard Fred Jones from behind. All five players who were charged pled no contest to the charges. On September 23rd, 2005, Artest, Jackson, and O'Neill were all sentenced to one year of probation, 60 hours of community service, a $250 fine. <laughs> I think they could handle. It's like pocket change. An anger management counseling. A week later, Harrison received the same sentence. And October 7, 2005, Johnson, the last player to be charged, received a similar sentence and was ordered to serve 100 hours of community service. On March 27, 2006, a jury found Green guilty on one count of assault and battery for punching Ortes in the stands, but acquitted him of an assault charge for throwing the cup. Mm why literally none that's of that's what happened. started yeah. it <laughs> literally wouldn't have happened had he not thrown the cup on may 1st 2006 john green was sentenced to 30 days in jail and two years probation you were already on probation when this happened he should have gone to he fucking 30 prison 30 days in jail on november 19th 2009 john green appeared on espn's first take where he talked about the incident and the changes he's made since then it's only been five years Not even four and a half. Green recounted he had an alcohol problem at the time and has since made an effort to deal with that. With three
1: DUIs,
0: I think that might have been well known. (laughs) Starting the biggest brawl in sports history. He also said that Artest had apologized to him several months earlier. Why the fuck is Artest apologizing to him? No, he should have been apologizing to Artest. And wished to work together in some type of community service in Detroit. I'm so mad that that was all he got. (laughs) I am too. And an apology? No. He didn't deserve an apology. He should have been issuing apologies. He should have been apologizing to the entire city of (laughs) Detroit. (laughs) Apologize to all the Pacer fans. Ugh. That man disgusts me. (laughs) But, you know, it's all right. Uh, Jermaine O'Neal's last season was 2013-2014 with the Golden State Warriors, and he owns a record studio in Atlanta and frequently tweets about Christianity. Hmm. He's big in it. (laughs) Maybe that was that nice-ass suit.
1: Good for him.
0: (laughs) Ron Artest went on to win an NBA championship in 2010 with the LA Lakers and retired at the end of the 2016-17 season. I'm sure you remember this September 16, 2011 Artest legally changed his name to Meta World Peace
1: yeah.
0: and on May 4, 2020 he announced he has changed his name once again to Meta Sandiford Artest combining his last name with that of his wife, Maya Sandiford which I like that yeah, that's sweet he put her name first. Reggie Miller's last game was May 19, 2005, at Conseco Fieldhouse, where the Pacers lost 88 to 79 to the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> that sucks. It. That's I, the team you lose to. Yeah, I feel especially
1: bad for him in all of this mm-hmm. because that was supposed to be, you know, it was his last season. It was his season. This was how it you was started it. Yeah, you know, they were gonna they were gonna win and it was going to be their year for the championship. And then it gets all fucked up for him.
0: <laughs> and then he goes out, you know, on a sad note. Oh, well, it, it's not as bad. Uh, so yeah. Pacers lost 88 to 79 to Detroit Pistons in the Eastern conference semifinals semifinals, semifinals ending the series four to two in the game. When he was taken out with 15.7 seconds to play, the Indianapolis crowd gave him a final standing ovation the Pistons coach, who was formerly a Pacers coach, so he knew him, Larry Brown, called an additional timeout, during which the Piston players joined in the ovation, a moment which provided closure to Miller's career and to a season that had been overshadowed by the brawl between the two teams. Over his 18-year NBA career, Miller made over $105 million,
1: just for no. one boss.
0: <laughs> not too shabby. He played in 1,389 games for the Pacers, and is one of five NBA players who spent an entire career of 18 or more seasons with a single franchise. That's incredible. He currently works as an NBA commenter for TNT, which I was like, okay, that's where I know that guy from. Aww. Then we'll get into the next guy. Like, I was like, that is where he is from. But I thought that was sweet that the other team's Coach was like, hey, let's call a timeout, recognize this guy. Yeah,
1: like his talents and just, you know, like that's impressive,
0: like spending your entire career. To be that loved that even other teams are like, all right, we'll We'll, we'll give one out for this man, you know. (laughs) So Stephen Jackson retired after 14 years on July 22nd, 2015. He currently hosts for a digital video podcast, All the Smoke with Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson. The video podcast is available on Showtime Basketball's YouTube platform and other audio outlets such as iTunes and Spotify. This podcast was the last exclusive interview with Kobe Bryant before he passed away. That's crazy. Wow. And you might remember seeing Steven Jackson before because he was a close friend of George Floyd. He was the one at that one rally where he gave that huge speech that was all over the news. Oh. (laughs) Because when I saw him on that, I was like, that dude looks really familiar. And then I went and looked into it, I was like, holy shit, that is where I recognize him from. Oh. The guy who grew up with George Floyd and they called each other twin. Because, yeah, they do look alike. Yeah. Because he was from the same area. I had no idea. You really, I really would not have realized. <laughs> would not have figured that one out. So the final NBA game at the Palace was played on April tenth, twenty seventeen, with the Pistons losing to the Washington Wizards one hundred and five to one hundred and one. I forgot the Washington Wizards were a thing.
1: I did as well, and it
0: has to be Everyone, really. They were the Bullets. <laughs> 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 to the Wizards. That's worse than Raptors. <laughs> it, yeah.
1: Wizard Wizards is a little embarrassing for an NBA team.
0: The rapper, Raptors were named because there was a poll open to the public. Not too soon after Jurassic Park came out. (laughs)
1: Fitting.
0: Which, don't trust the public to name teams.
1: Don't trust the public to name anything. Don't allow them to choose anything. They're gonna fuck it up. (laughs) Wizards, like, whose idea? Could you imagine losing to the wizards? Like, that is embarrassing. That is really embarrassing. I wanna see that mascot. You know it's a little old man with like a gray beard and a little wizard hat? Why is it
0: some kid dressed as Harry Potter? Oh god! <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. Fuck you, Harry Potter!
1: <laughs> Could you imagine like going to the games and you just wear your like Harry Potter memorabilia? Like
0: this isn't what I thought it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I heard this was a wizard game. Where's the Quidditch? Well, God you, oblivio. Shut up. <sighs> oh, goddammit. I got too much fun out of that. <sighs> On June twenty-fourth, twenty nineteen, the arena was sold to a joint venture which planned to redevelop the property into mixed-use office park. Demolition of the arena began in February 2020 and was completed July 11, 2020, when the roof was demolished using explosives. I loved that part. <laughs> I love a good building blowing up in And the... the brawl was not the first act of violence in this place. The palace was the site of an attempt on the life of Led Zeppelin guitarist Jimmy Page.
1: Well, It's he... Detroit! <laughs> I didn't expect it to be the only bad thing that happened. It's not as bad
0: as Philadelphia, where they throw batteries at people. Uh, people. So, Jimmy Page was on tour with Robert Plant during their No Quarter tour. On March 31st, 1995, Lance Allworth Cunningham, that's a douchey-ass name, a 23-year-old who thought that Led Zeppelin's music contained satanic messages, tried to rush the stage with a knife. He was subdued about 50 feet from the stage. (laughs) But can we also talk about how... Bar. he
1: was so against them but he bought a ticket to their show so he could kill they the guy
0: satanic messages my <laughs> god gave them money so that he could kill him yeah but i was like oh that's terrifying oh subdued 50 feet from the stage like that's <laughs> there was never any real danger no. i thought that was fascinating and this also wasn't the first time a player ran into the stands because i definitely remember hearing about vernon maxwell if you don't know that a fan was heckling him during a game, like, literally, it was like, oh, good game. <laughs> Vernon somehow took that as being, like, the worst thing ever, ran into the stands and punched the dude. He was suspended for 10 games, <laughs> which not enough, and fined $20,000, and I think the guy ended up suing him. He wanted, like, $4 million or something. He only got, like, 100000 or 200000 out of it. I wonder if he was
1: being facetious or he was,
0: like... <laughs> He didn't say anything bad. I think um, like, Vernon Maxwell his lawyer tried to say, "Oh, he said the N word," but you're in a crowd; nobody else heard that. All mm. anybody else heard was like, "Oh, good game." Yeah, may- may just but I mean, been. all that and he only got suspended ten games, and that was <laughs> that was like not really provoked. Like, I just also I read somewhere that Kid Rock was at the Malice in the Palace. We cannot get rid of him. <laughs> we really can't. I swear I read that somewhere. I don't think I was high and just thought of it. I'm pretty sure I read that. He is haunting us. <laughs> we are being haunted away.
1: by the career of Kid Rock. I can see him having season tickets to Pistons. I can see him. Like <laughs> in my, <laughs> I can physically see him. Oh,
0: he's wearing that fur coat.
1: <laughs> oh God. The fucking hat.
0: And Ver Troyer's there. <laughs> no, Vern Troyer was with the L- Limp Bizkit, right? Yeah, he was with Limp <laughs> God, they're both <laughs> trash. I don't remember. <laughs> he might have been there too. Why not?
1: Oh, God. I'm literally just... I can visualize him right before my <laughs> eyes. Fucking little wife beater whatever.
0: Ugh. That pimp cane. Oh, God. God. Not,
1: not a Kid Rock fan.
0: No, you're not? No, just... <laughs> I'm a little bit classier, you know. Don't support his Trump loving beliefs. I do not, surprisingly. <laughs> I know it's it's a real shock, but I It's um, 2021, Kathleen. Open up your mind. I will have to consider that. <laughs> I'm glad.
1: When I have time, and I never have time, so no, you know. No.
0: Not we got love after lockup to
1: watch. Hell yeah. <laughs> I gotta make fun of other people. <laughs> Alright, anything else you wanted to add? I just wanna say Once again, that I love this documentary, and I feel that they were robbed.
0: It was shocking for an hour-long documentary.
1: Yeah, they really, they squeezed a lot of, like, I I was really like, fuck those guys. Yeah. Just, you know, I... Fans suck. Yeah, like, (laughs) fuck John Green. Yeah, he was such an asshole about it. Yeah, he started all of it. He should have been the one to be punished completely. He
0: was on probation. Yeah,
1: just, that man should have gone to prison. (laughs) And that team should have been able to go on and should win champions. the championship. Sad. The end.
0: <laughs> Don't throw drinks at people.
1: Seriously, unless you want to get fucking punched in the yeah. face. <laughs> By some tall dudes. They will fuck you up. Like I'm not a tall dude, but if you throw a drink
0: in my face, I'm gonna fucking punch you. God, just I keep I can't get out of my head, O'Neal. Just running with that fish. <laughs> yeah, just just like, slipping. Was, like supercharged. Like he just <laughs> barely connected but oh my god he was because they're on that crowd and then he just comes off screen (laughs) like
1: he was like a mama bear he saw he saw his baby in danger and he was like
0: baby under a car and he's running over to lift
1: it oh that whole fight like i i watched that fight like footage like six times i kept going back and
0: like rewatching all the good shit it is just it's, and then the way they talk about that bottle just going in slow motion yes it really
1: was oh god that was so good just so good but oh, again fun.
0: i stand with Ron Artest mhm he was ripped off they were all ripped off and then i love ben wallace's brother somehow he was in the stand and somehow got involved with it
1: i would have too <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're not even attacking his brother.
1: <laughs> hey man, when like I said, animals. When you see an opportunity, we
0: learned from the last one. When people are in a crowd, shit just goes. Yeah, chaos. you just Pure you chaos.
1: don't have any kind of morals or scruples or any of that shit. You're just you'll like punch a
0: basketball player. You'll set frozen pretzels on fire. Not the pretzels. Shit's crazy. Shit is crazy. Mm, pretzels and
1: cheese. Nobody said cheese. <laughs> I mean, I'm just assuming if you're burning pretzels, like it's so you can eat them. Why are you burning
0: pretzels? I don't know. <laughs> why are you using them for kindling? I don't know. I guess this shows again white people suck. <laughs> we really do. God. I'm still not going to watch
1: basketball. I will only because of my child. Your kid. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotta tell you, 11 year olds playing basketball is not as exciting as this. No. So definitely watch the documentary yes and we will be back next week with another super exciting one and i hope it involves less fighting
0: more death you got it all right (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll be back next week bye bye